0: Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. I am an alcoholic. I am an addict. I'm a lot of things. My name is not Nelson, though. Uh, It's a pseudonym that I use here at LOL Sober. Uh, On Sunday night, we started getting some snow where I live in Connecticut. It was the first snow of the year, and my older kids all of a sudden turned into local meteorologists. They were charting the snowstorm's path, they were analyzing projections of total accumulation and um, precip- precipitation levels and just a lot of work was going into this snowstorm. And at first, I thought it was cute. You know, I saw them, these are my kids are a little older now, they're teenagers, and to see them have that same little kid excitement about snow, I thought that was very, very cute. And then I realized it had nothing to do with childhood exuberance about possibly playing in the snow and making a snowman and doing snow angels. There was none of that. They just didn't want to go to school. Uh, they were hoping we were got a blizzard. Um, and I get it. I spent my childhood looking, looking forward to those beautiful moments when your school's name came across the bottom of the TV and it said uh, closed. And yes, uh, I'm old. Back in my day, you did not get emails from the school district at 530 in the morning. Like, your ass had to sit in front of the TV and pray for 20 minutes as every school name rolled across the bottom. And I... It was interesting because I also, I found myself, I got a little giddy yesterday when the first snowflakes uh, appeared, because I had a meeting I was planning on getting to in the afternoon, and, you know, it's Sunday afternoon, football games are on, and it's like, I still occasionally have that feeling of, oh, cool, I, I can't get to a meeting, I I guess I'll watch watch my football games in my sweatpants, and I'll lay on this warm couch, I don't need to go out of the house. and Luckily, that feeling passed almost instantly yesterday. I mean, literally like less than five seconds, and I was really glad about that. Um, I can always tell how my recovery is going by the number of excuses I start coming up with <laughs> to prevent me from doing anything recovery-related. Um, and make no mistake, my brain usually tries sh- some shenanigans almost every day. It could be the weather. It could be a kid activity. It could be the some work is piling up. It could be that there's like one guy at the meeting last week. I didn't, I don't, I didn't like what he shared, so I'm not going to go back. You know, that bad voice in my head can always come up with something. It is a very creative voice. Um, These days, I usually have that second voice though, that says, nah, you know, get to that meeting. You need it. Or you can do that later. Call that sober guy back right now. And so that, that's good. That's good that I have the second voice that chimes in there. And I think it's, I think it's a lot because I now have a recovery community of meetings and people that they don't feel like school. You know, I don't dread them. I I don't cringe. You know, I wouldn't say it's necessarily fun in the the way that a movie or a party or a football game might be. But most of the meetings I go to, I, I look forward to going there. I don't I don't have to beg myself to get my ass off the couch. And I would encourage people to find the right mix for themselves. Um, You know, even if it breaks up your routine sometimes, you know, which is not a bad thing. I've had many times where I purposely change meetings that I might like. I purposely change them because I just want to shake things up. I just want to have like that little bit of electricity, you know, like walking into a new meeting or meeting some new people. Um, If you have a meeting you don't like or a meeting that uses a piece of sober literature that you despise or a meeting that has a format you don't like, There's probably some other options, you know, if you want to explore. um, I I like the idea of being amped up to go, like looking forward to it. And, I, you know, I've had meetings over the years where I didn't, and I had to change that. Sometimes I clung to them because I was like, well, I'll go, I'll change them, or I'll, I'll, you know, maybe I'll stick it out. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not the meeting. And it's like, you know, I had a meeting a few years ago that I went to a couple times, and they read a step every week, so one of the 12 steps, but you weren't allowed to share at the meeting unless you had worked the step with someone who called that meeting their home group. So think about all the hoops you got to jump through there. Like you have to have been through the step in, in that's in conversation at night. And you had to have done it with someone who was a regular at that meeting. And that's a pretty high bar. So I thought that was – I thought it was too narrow. I thought it was non-inclusive, especially – for that struggling guy who's coming back from a relapse, or a person who might be coming to their first meeting, to shut them down, and tell them no, you know, I thought about going for a while and raising some hell at the business meeting <laughs> and trying to like change the meeting myself. But I talked to a few guys who were at the who were at the meeting. They went to that meeting every day, every every week. They went there, and I knew them well. I respected them, and they all said it was the group conscience for that group over and over again and they said there's no other meeting in the area like it so you know if you don't like it you can go to another meeting and they wanted their meeting to be challenging and push people to to push themselves hard to get involved in the steps don't just show up at meetings work the steps and I agree with that instinct that's a good instinct I yeah I can't I can't haggle with that too much. But it's not for me. That's not the meeting that I want to be at. And so I didn't go back, and I haven't been back in years. Um, I know for a fact if that meeting was a part of my weekly routine, I'd be waiting for a few raindrops to tell myself I didn't have to go. And that's not good. I don't think you want that. And so I went to my meeting on Sunday, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I needed a meeting. I did. I really did. So it's a perfect mix. On the way there, I remember that first voice uh, slipping into my head again. This time it was saying, hey, at least it won't be a long meeting, you know, it's snowing. So it'll probably just be like you and one or two other dudes. And then you get done real fast. Maybe you pass. Don't even share. Just pass. So the meeting's over quicker. Then you can get home and watch some football. Well, the meeting was packed. <laughs> it was It was like as busy as I've ever seen it, as many people as I've seen it. And it was great. It was a great meeting. And I didn't get home any earlier than usual. The topic of the meeting was total acceptance, Um, and it came up a lot in that meeting, the idea that we control, what, maybe 1% of our lives, and you really think about it, like, what percentage of your life, like, you could get hit by lightning, or your heart could stop working, or uh, whatever, your house burns down, I mean, you just, you maybe control 1% of your life, maybe 5%, if you're really controlling and good at it, but, um, so that was the idea at the meeting, and there was also a lot of talk about how we you know, if you control 1% of your life, you know, you need to accept the 99. And so as I shoveled my driveway on a day where I yet again had that voice in my head telling me maybe I don't need a meeting, I couldn't help but think that that topic was quite fitting despite the snow. Thanks for letting me share.